Hi, I'm Daniela Stockflet Menis. Welcome to my podcast, because everyone has a story. The place to give ordinary people stories the chance to be shared and preserved. Or stories become the language of connections. Let's enjoy it, connect and relate, because everyone has a story. For this episode, my guest is Mercedes Sanchez Garcia. You may know her as the Zumba, Pilates, or yoga teacher, or as interior designer. She's always happy and has a contagious positive energy. Her husband happens to have been the best soccer coach or youngest son Sebastian had. So charisma runs in this family. I am delighted to present you with Mercedes' story. Find out how her international past, her desire and passion have brought her to where she is now and how she wants to spread her positivity to the rest of us. Enjoy it. Welcome, Mercedes, to the show. I'm super excited that you're here today. Muchas gracias. I'm very grateful and I'm happy to share my story. Gracias. Mercedes, usually I start with uh, how do we know each other? We actually know each other because Julian, your husband, was one of the best coach that our son, Sebastian, which is the youngest one, had. He was always so warm, always insisted that the, the players should hug. Great. And I think that that's what made the team being so good because everybody got along really well. He loves kids and he loves soccer. So those two things put together, he had the best years of his life when he was a coach, coached for 14 years. He's very affectionate. So yeah, so Sebastian had him maybe one or two years. Well, I met you then while, you know, while the kids were playing, busy with our life. And then it happens that you work at the Ovo where I work. The most important one is that we went to a Christmas party. You were my best dancing partner so far here ever. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You know, that was fun. That was a fun one. No, I know. You know, I've seen you and your name for a long time, but we never really went for walks or anything, right? Like uh, I knew who you were. So we have a lot in common, you and me, actually. Yes, that's right. Yes. So, Mercedes, we have a story from you that is going to be a bit of your life story that we're going to preserve. And also, you're going to give us a message, a message about following the passions. Yes, that's exactly. Good. So, how does this story start? Okay. I was uh, born and raised in uh, Spain from the Mediterranean coast, very beautiful place called Valencia. Parents, Spanish, <laughs> lots of uh, family around always, grandparents, uncles, cousins, all around, you know, very normal and <laughs> mid-class uh, family. I am the youngest of three. I grew up there. I went to school. And one of the things that I always liked, it, it was I was the little one and I wanted to maybe get noticed, I suppose. I was always dancing, always doing a little bit of funny stuff to get attention of everyone else. <laughs> I I like it dancing. I like it uh, doing lots of sports. I, I actually was doing gymnastics, rhythmics. So that was the sport that I was practicing when I was young until I was probably 13 years old, 14 years old. Mercedes, I read once that the real passions of people develop mostly or shows when people are between nine and 10 years old. Your passion was dancing? 
Yeah, dancing and moving. I really enjoy doing gymnastics and I really enjoy dancing. Those were my two things. And I also remember that at the same time that I was dancing, I always tried to sing. <laughs> But I wasn't very good at singing. But I didn't understand any English or anything because I never studied English at all uh, growing up in, in, in Spain. We, I was actually studying French in school. But that didn't matter. I was still trying to follow the English songs. I didn't have a clue what where they were saying, but it's okay. I was I was never very shy, so <laughs> didn't matter. <laughs> so that was fun. Yeah, you know. Uh, anyway, I wasn't a shy person, and I wanted from very early age, probably around nine, ten. Yeah, I like it dancing. So that was for sure. And speaking languages that I thought that that I spoke, but I didn't. Uh-huh. And was there any other thing that you used to love to do? I was very kind of creative. I really enjoyed doing crafts and, and and I also always wanted to decorate my bedroom and my friends' bedrooms too. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you know what I do now, yeah, you will be very surprised, right? <laughs> okay. So you were dancing, you liked the interior decorating, and you were always extrovert and loved to call attention and learning languages. Yes. And what happened after you finished high school? What happened is that I left uh, gymnastics. I was competing and everything, but I quit it because, I don't know, I wanted to have more friends time than really, you know, doing the time that needed for competitions. I continued doing what it was at that time, aerobic. I was like every day going, like every single day going to the gym for this new thing that it was called aerobics. I had to work. I wanted to get my own money. So my parents told me, okay, you need to work. If you want to study, yeah, for sure. That's good. Yeah, you need to study. But what are you going to study? And I say, I have no idea. I mean, uh, uh, I like it. Um, something about languages. I only learn French. Do I like to do something more like teaching? Because this is the other thing. I had always kids around me. All my cousins, all my friends, younger sister and brothers, they were always with me. I don't know, for some reason, you know, I I was good with uh, children. I was very entertaining, <laughs> if you could say so. <laughs> my parents maybe told me, I think you will be a good teacher. Teacher is uh, something that you, yeah, you have lots of patience. I like it, the idea of being a teacher. I like it, the idea of getting a little bit of attention, right? <laughs> Again. <laughs> yeah, and I wasn't shy. So I thought, okay, teaching might be my thing. So I went to university and I studied for three years. And after those three years, they give you practicum, go into a school and you teach for uh, a few uh, months. Then I realized, oh dear, I don't think I like repeating myself so much. <laughs> I just realized that, oh, maybe teaching wasn't really my thing. So I transferred into French because I wanted to improve my French. And I decided that I wanted to travel and I wanted to see the world to travel. Not only travel for a week on vacation, I wanted to deeply get to know people from other countries and other backgrounds. I started to get interested in, in other cultures. Three years yes. into teaching, and then you did your practicum, you didn't like it. And so then you decided that the two more years that you need to finish a degree, you were going to 
French. Yes, I studied studying French at university. My dad actually passed away when I was in my last year of university. I decided that I wanted to go to France to learn French. With the hopes to be a French teacher. I wasn't sure about the teaching part, to be honest. I knew that I wanted to, for sure, do something with French language. And in my head, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to learn French uh, fluently, like really fluently. And then I'm going to go to England or America to learn English. That was on my, my second phase. Okay. I was fille au pair. Oh, an au pair. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was an au pair. I found a family that wanted to have me. So I actually went to their house and I looked after the kids when they were out of the school. And that's how I arrived first. I stayed three months with this family. I was going during the day to do my school. I was studying at uh, the University Lyon. I was in Lyon. Yes, I, we had an au pairs too here. Oh, right, so you know. There you go. It's a, it's a wonderful experience, actually. I really enjoy it. I think it's the best experience at the beginning because I, I couldn't really speak fluently French when I arrived. So this is a beautiful, easy way of studying your experience in a new country. So when I came back to Spain, I realized that three months wasn't enough. I wasn't satisfied. In the meantime, I was doing my exams in both countries. So I decided to go back and this time rented a room in a house with two other students. And I lived there for, for seven years. Mm -hmm. Wow. Tonally, to this day, I haven't gone back to Spain and I feel so sorry sometimes because now I am a mom and no, you know how hard this probably was for my mom. Okay, my daughter, you are going for six months. Good luck. Yes, I really encourage you. you yeah, you will be back fluent in French and all that. But then I never came back. And that's a little bit sad because I have all my family in Spain, right? I don't have family here. I mean, other than my husband and my kid. So you were in Lyon as, an, as a nanny and then you went back to Spain and then you went back to Lyon or another city? No, no. I went back to Lyon because I had already made friends. And you stayed there for seven years? Yes. What did you do there? Oh, my goodness. My first job was so fitness instructor. That was good because I could go to a school, finish my studies, and I found a job in an amazing fun company, video game company. I was what is called a language tester. That was really fun job. One of my best jobs I ever had. Everybody was from different countries. They were other language testers. They were from England, from Portugal, from Italy, from everywhere. So you're good at playing video games? Not really. <laughs> Not really. I was very bad. <laughs> so you only had to listen? Yes. And I was reading and listening. It was more like a localization. When you have uh, an expression, for example, uh, having a blast. Yeah. In Spanish, you will say, pasárselo muy bien. That will be the localization, but it's not this, the translation. 
So you, you translate the meaning of it more yes. than the, each word by word. Yes, exactly. That was my job. I think I was there for already three years. And I was thinking, okay, do I want to stay here? Because I was starting to feel really fluent. And I had my schedule in my life because I wanted to continue learning. My next step was English, right? So do I want to continue, you know, learning French and living here and working here? I'm having fun. Or do I want to move back to Spain? Or do I want to go to England or to the US? I don't know. I was considering what do I do? They actually offered me a position as the localization supervisor. So I was in charge of all these language testers. And I stayed there for three more years. That's where my husband came into my life. That's where I met him. <laughs> I knew that was going to come up. <laughs> we work in the same company. He was really cute. It was very unplanned. At that point in my life, I knew I wanted to, to move on, even if I loved it. Enough croissants, enough beauty, perfume. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, everything. You know, the funny thing is that When I was speaking in French, everybody will tell me, oh, you are from the south of France. Your accent is from the south of France. <laughs> Then <laughs> I thought, okay, I reached my goal. <laughs> Julian is from Lyon too? Yes, he's born and raised in Vaux-en-Velin, Lyon. The thing that we had in common, because when I told him, I don't know you, but I am sure that I don't want to live here. I want to continue, probably go to an English-speaking country. He said, oh, no problem. I go with you. He spoke more than French. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. He was my inspiration. He grew up in a home. His dad was from Cameroon, mom French. His dad will speak at home in Ewondo, which is the language from Cameroon. He also taught all his kids to speak German. Oh. Yes, because he, before arriving to France, he lived for, I don't know, more than 10 years in Germany. And he wanted he, his kids to learn German. And he was a very good teacher, apparently. So Julian, who actually did law in university, finished his law degree in Scotland. When I met him, he spoke English perfectly. Well, with a Scottish accent, though. <laughs> very funny. <laughs> and he spoke, of course, French, uh, mother tongue, right? Ewondo, and also German. So he had already four languages when I met him. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And after a couple of months of being together, he was talking in Spanish to my mom on the phone. Oh, wow. <laughs> he picks languages very easily. I know. We, we have really smart husbands. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> My husband, grandparents, spoke seven languages. His father spoke six. Dave speaks five. And then, you know, we start going down with the kids. So I keep thinking, this is like money. You're losing it. The kids need to learn more languages. Yeah. French took me a while. But then English, in less than two, three months, I was able to follow a conversation of the phone. Even if I never had studied English in my whole life, I had no idea of grammar. It was so fast. So we, we actually moved to England. Mm -hmm. We stayed there for three years. And during that time in England, I was a teacher of uh, Spanish and French in a language school. Mm -hmm. And how was that? Yeah, that was fun because people that came to the school were interested in learning languages. You didn't have to repeat yourself too many times. <laughs> no, and they came to, to learn, right? They wanted. At the same time, I was also teaching fitness. 
in England is where I started practicing yoga. Yeah, no, I enjoy my life in uh, in England. Too. Then lived uh, for a year and a half in Brighton and Hove. And that's where our first son was born, actually. Yeah, Aidan was born in Brighton and Hove. Once I was a mom, I stopped teaching because it was like an hour and a half commute. From there, Julian actually started working for a company and they sent him to Germany. Where in Germany? Bochum. It's uh, near Dusseldorf. We lived in Germany for just uh, barely a year. Short and sweet. Julian's uh, job changed. His boss sent him here. When I arrived here, I was already pregnant with my second child, Keanu. Mercedes, did you learn German too in one year? Yeah, I was starting. Yeah, I, I actually was going to school and it was, again, this was already the fourth language. And it was so fast. Oh my gosh, even if I... I couldn't believe how many consonants a war in German could have. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Didn't you confuse the German with the English? No, no, it was, it was, seriously, I was amazed with, with myself. Was more used to the Latin languages, Spanish and then French. Where I come from in Valencia, we speak Valencian, which is a dialect very similar to Catalanian. Mm -hmm. So five languages, each of you. Yes. And what happened after? We moved to Canada. And in Canada, I was already pregnant with Keanu. I wanted to find a part-time job. Thought, okay, what do, you, do I want to do? Do I want to teach? At the same time, I found another job as a fitness instructor. So this is how many countries I've been teaching already fitness. I don't know, a lot. Uh, do I want to teach? And I thought, no, maybe teaching is not my thing. And my husband actually told me, you are always looking at magazines. You are always decorating everybody's houses, painting, facelift, furniture, and everywhere where we lived. I, I spent so much time, you know, in all these um, furniture uh, stores and magazines. And he said, maybe you should do interior design. I went to, to study for interior designer. It took me three and a half years. So you went to school for interior designer while raising two kids, while also teaching fitness classes. Yes, I don't know how I survive because my day will be something like this. 7 a.m. in the morning, you're up, your your kids. I will go to teach probably one or two hours in the morning, of course, with my kids. They were under six years old. Okay, so go home, lunch, put them for a nap, do some homework. Because when my husband was coming home around five, I will go to school until 9 p.m. or 10. Wow. He helped me a lot. I'm really grateful. I have a wonderful husband. So I will come home around 10, exhausted, of course, but I had around three hours homework every day. I will go to bed probably every day, I don't know, around 1, 2 a.m. And then have a little bit of a sleep. And then again, 6, 7 a.m. up and kids and breakfast and all that for three and a half years. Yes. Excellent. That was tough. She did a good job. <laughs> I know, I know. I was exhausted. You know, whenever I was sitting down you know, in the car, you know, or whatever, I was always falling asleep during, during <laughs> those uh, years. But that's okay. It's, it's all worth it. You know, it's all worth it. I opened my own business because I thought, okay, you know, my kids are still my priority and my husband, you know, work full time. So I will always have 
a few hours of fitness, yoga during my day. And I will start having some clients of design. So I always been a self-employed. I love doing both. I couldn't be only an interior designer full-time. My interior design path will have been easier if I had started working in an interior design firm when I finished my school. But at the same time, I wanted the flexibility of dealing with my own schedule. During all these years, it's been more than 10 years now that I'm an interior designer. I was always separating my interior design clients and life from my fitness yoga life. My clients from all the gyms and studios that I was teaching, they didn't know that I was an interior designer because I will never mix both. And I don't know why. I have no idea. And all my clients, interior design, you know, all the projects that I did, I will never mention that I was a yoga instructor or a fitness instructor. I don't know why I have no, or a Zumba instructor, right? I never mentioned. Last year when the pandemic arrived, I just felt that, look at me. Now I need to find clients because the gyms were closed. I need to keep teaching because for me, my yoga and my fitness is kind of my therapy for me. You know, when I teach, I am a happier version of myself. And it was very hard to have both lives separate. So what I did is that I rebrand my myself. Now I just have one only page and one website, Merce Vida. So Merce, like my name, M-E-R-C-E. And then Vida, which means life in Spanish, V-I-D-A. That's my new brand name. And if you go to my website, you are going to see that I love interior design, you need to find a happy house. I can help with that. Whether uh, color or not color or modern or traditional, doesn't matter. I will help you to find your happy place at home. But also, it is very important that you have a space in your house if you want to exercise or if you work from home, a space that you really feel happy. You know, life is too short. You need to really find happiness. Great. Yes, that we will put in the show notes your website. And so everybody will be able to also follow you on Instagram. You mentioned that you wanted to have a private life. Uh, however, I know that now you are doing Zumba on I social know. media. <laughs> you went from private to Everybody see me dancing, I don't know where. How is that feeling? Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, we're very strange. I feel, oh my gosh, I'm not sure. I'm still not sure about that part. And I'm reaching that age where, you know what? Doesn't matter. I love and I want that people that are dancing with me manage to get rid of stress, of worries, of struggles of whatever you are going through during those minutes that you are dancing, I want everyone to get rid of it. Forget about all that during the few minutes that you are dancing with me. And that's how intense (laughs) I take it. It's, It's a 
very happy place when I teach, actually. I just love music. I don't know. I love seeing people smiling and feeling free of stress. And that's where also yoga comes. I love dancing, but I also love myself when I teach yoga because it's where I listen and where I stop the noise. Mercedes got nominated for the best yoga teacher in Richmond. <laughs> I know, I know. So Mercedes, listening to your story, seems like you were also a very easygoing person. Yes. And perhaps that has brought up the fact that, well, you you have accomplished all what you wanted. You wanted to speak languages. You wanted to, to travel. You found an amazing husband, amazing family in a very beautiful country, and you're doing everything that you love. So is that part of your personality, you think, or how do you think that that happened? Yes, no, I do think that no matter how old you are, people think that they can only learn things when they are young. Of course, it is easier. But no matter how old you are, you can keep continue learning things. And I started learning English after my 30s. I know English is not perfect, but I, I am proud of myself. Here I am, you know, talking to you in English and also yoga or interior design, all those things that I did when I already had kids and you still have time. Follow your passions no matter the age. Keep trying, keep following your passions, keep moving on and keep finding your happiness. Only yourself can, can make it possible and it is possible. And I haven't finished. I know I have lots of things to still learn. I'm still a baby at learning. I, I'm not done. <laughs> Mercedes, it is easy to say, follow your passion. But what about those people that don't know what their passion is? Yeah, it is true. I think that it's okay to feel sometimes a little bit lost. I have now an understanding. You know, sometimes it takes time to discover what, your passions are, and that's okay. But of course, this is the one thing. You need to keep exploring, keep doing things. Myself, before doing interior design, I did a painting and, and other crafts courses. I knew I wanted to go into the creative part, but I didn't know it was interior design. I did a lot of exploring, explore, 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 until you find what you like and what you really want to put all your efforts in. Yeah, so keep moving, in, in other words. Like, don't stay yes. still, just keep learning and, and exploring. That's great. Yeah. Would you like to say that in Spanish? Yes, yes, please, yes. <laughs> no importa la edad que tengamos. Yo empecé a aprender inglés cuando tenía 30 años. Nunca tuve eh, oportunidad de aprender inglés antes. Sí, cuando se es joven todo es más fácil y, y se aprende antes. Nada es imposible. Uno tiene que encontrar sus pasiones y no importa la edad que tengas. Hay tiempo siempre. Una cosa que es muy importante es que hay que seguir moviéndose, hay que ser activo y seguir sus sueños, encontrar su felicidad. Y no importa lo que cueste y la edad que tenga. Nunca se rinda porque siempre hay tiempo. Bueno, muchas gracias. Es que suena tan bonito en español. Sí, ¿verdad? Yo, si una cosa siempre he tenido ha sido esperanza. Por muy mal que uno piense que está, siempre hay alguien que está peor que nosotros. Piense en lo que 
uno tiene de bueno en lugar de en lo que uno tiene de malo. Y eso siempre va a darte esperanzas para seguir adelante. Siempre hay algo bueno. Concéntrese en lo que uno tiene en lugar de en lo que uno no tiene o, o ha perdido. Está muy bien. Muchísimas gracias. Whoever cannot understand Spanish can still listen to the melody that is sounds so beautiful. I am, I am, you know, every time I speak Spanish, I, I am so grateful that I had that language. It's a beautiful one. And yes, I love speaking English. I, German is really fun. French is also amazing, although I don't pronounce it as beautiful as you from the south of France. <laughs> But, really south, really, really south. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the Spanish I, is a, it's a bless. I think it's a beautiful language. In fact, you know, my dad was, was German and German was his mother tongue. And he, uh -huh. he was born in Spain, but his family was German. So he always spoke German at home. And so he always said to me, I will never speak to you in German because I want to have a, a very warm relationship. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Since my kids were born, I talked to them in Spanish. When I speak to my kids at the table, I say in Spanish. When I speak to my husband, I say in, in French. When my kids speak to each other, they do it in English. When they speak to me, they do it in Spanish. When they do it to dad, they do it in French. And all that mm -hmm. in the mm -hmm. same conversation. Mm -hmm. How amazing is I that? Know. Well, I think languages and nationalities, including those passports, are the best gift that you can give to your kids. Exactly. Yeah, yes, that's true, that's true. So, okay, so we got the message. We know about your happy life. <laughs> well, there have been some struggles too. Huh? It's not all happy, but yeah, we concentrate in the happy moments. That's what, <laughs> that's what this is about. I feel like you're a very light person too. Like, of course, we have issues, we have challenges, yeah. And, yeah. and that makes us grow and be whoever, what wonderful people that we are. Yes. But I think that is how it takes it. Some people will take it as like, oh my God, I'm going to die versus others. Okay, this is a lesson. Move on. And if you, you have the yoga, yoga in there, that means that you are quite spiritual in a yes. way, right? Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The yoga part came much later in my life. It taught me to slow down in life because I've been always very, very, very active and high energy and all that. The yoga part taught me to slow down and listen to myself and notice pace down myself and and it brought a lot of peace into myself and also to acknowledge my imperfections and find a happy place within all those parts accept the way we are and and try to Be the best you can, the best version of yourself. That's what yoga brought me. That sounds amazing. How do you think that you were going to like yoga? If you knew me my whole life, you wouldn't have expected me being a yoga instructor at all because I'm very loud, music and I sing, but brought me you know, the opportunity to discover another part of me that I didn't know, actually. I love doing my meditation every morning when I woke up. I don't have a strict schedule. Like when I woke up, I always have a few minutes of meditation and I just uh, love it. Only when you are happy with yourself. You can be happy with other people. That's one thing I, I learned. And it's true, accepting who you are, not easy. I think that's the reason why we're here in this world, to, to learn about us and to keep growing. Yes. So, Mercedes, one last question. Tell me something silly that you have or you do. 
a lot of things that I do are silly. I have a little, a little funny stuff. I love salty stuff. I love olives. Really love it. And also chips. Sometimes I will be alone and I buy olives. When I open a new bag or a package or a can or whatever it is, you know, they come, I will say, okay, I'm just going to eat one. And then, mm, so yummy, I'm going to eat a second one. Okay, okay, let's do a third one. And you know what? I will just finish all. <laughs> good, good. That's really silly, but I do it. Don't do it every day, though. Just really once in a while. That's my weakness. Chips, salty, crunchy, or olives. That's my little silly stuff. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mercedes. So thank you so much for your story and sharing with us how everything comes to full circle from wanting to dance, learning languages, and like to decorating your friends bedrooms and now you are an interior designer an amazing yoga teacher voted best yoga teacher in richmond 2021 do zumba classes and so all those passions that you had when you were little you without knowing you follow your dreams and voila you are actually doing them all yes thank you so much daniela for having me there is a space there is time for everything and no matter how old you are thank you so much I am Daniela Stockfled Menis. You were listening to Because Everyone Has a Story. Follow this story and many others on Instagram at bhas.podcast. Join me next time for another story conversation. Thank you for listening. Hasta pronto.